Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. You can't go to bars in the St. Louis area. That's true for now and will likely be true for at least a few more weeks, probably more, everywhere in the metro area except St. Charles. So what's a cocktail lover to do? How about an order curbside? Newly relaxed restrictions from the state of Missouri allow customers to pick up pre-mixed cocktails to go, so long as they're in a sealed container and accompanied by a food purchase. And while each establishment seems to be handling the details of those orders a bit differently, that means a whole new and exciting world for booze lovers stuck sheltering at home. And joining us today to discuss some of the top local options is Heather Hughes-Huff. She's the managing editor at Sauce Magazine. Heather, welcome back to the show. Thank you. And we're also joined today by Mira Nagarajan. She's the art director of Sauce Magazine. Mira, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So, Heather, I understand the state of Missouri was initially not on board with letting us all buy margaritas to go. What happened to change that? Um, well, I don't think anyone was truly trying to enforce, uh, people from selling this stuff, which was definitely happening. Um, but there were two people locally who made a lot of noise and got a waiver put in place by the governor to allow sales it legally. <laughs> um, it was Benjamin Brown from Satchmo's in Chesterfield and Adam Tilford from Mission Taco Joint. Um, they... Mission Taco Joint, apparently um, they think that somebody must have called the, called in that they were selling these margaritas. Um, Someone and, complained. Yeah, I couldn't really believe that. Um, but they I mean, got, of all things in the world right now, I, I guess I'm showing my bias here, but I'm, I'm rather shocked <laughs> somebody would have taken this on as a cause. I'm sure that Adam Tilford felt the same way. Um, <laughs> But so, yeah, somebody called in that they were selling margaritas and then the Missouri Division of Alcohol and Tobacco Control called Mission Taco. And it sounds like they were sort of like, I'm so sorry that we have to do this. But now that it's come to our attention, it is technically illegal um, to sell pre-made cocktails. Um, A lot of places were selling whole bottles of booze and wine and beer and stuff, which is legal because uh, you're allowed to sell things in their original containers. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so... Uh, they started a bunch of petitions, um, had, were reaching out on social media and got everyone to call their representatives and then um, got this waiver put in place, which is fantastic. So the people rose up and achieved a victory <laughs> in our democracy where we can now get cocktails curbside. I mean, here is the everyone benefits. story. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure there's some people who probably aren't happy about this, but I, I feel like there's there's probably a majority here that thinks this is a very good thing. So, yes. so what does this mean? Are there a ton of places right now where you can get cocktails to go? Just a, a handful doing it? Increasingly, um, anybody that's been doing carryout, I feel like, is now, if they weren't before, figuring out a way to sell cocktails. So even just yesterday, Louis on Demand posted um, that they're starting to sell their Negronis in bottles, mm-hmm. which is really cute branding. Um, and then Olive and Oak is doing a pop-up bar tonight selling a lot of their cocktails, which are excellent. Um, so Olive and Oak, that's just a one-time pop-up that I'm sure they'll do again. But um, I think it's really important to just follow any bars or restaurants with cocktail programs that you love. Follow them on social media. These things are changing all the time. Um, Yellow Belly is starting today as well. Uh, Every weekend they're going to try to 
do um, cocktails for curbside pickup as long as they can. And those are some um, terrific rum-based cocktails if, if people are so into that good. sort of thing. Yeah, these are places um, that are really known for their cocktail programs, and they're all sort of finer dining. Um, and and the Mira... Yellow Belly ones, the Yellow Belly cocktails are actually, you mentioned rum drinks. A lot of the rum drinks that they're um, making are using a local distiller. It's Nobleton, Nobleton's Ducket Rum. So in yeah. their classic daiquiri, with the, which is like, Rum, lime, and sugar, and then their rum old-fashioned with an aged rum is all um, a local distiller, which is really cool. So that way you're helping not just this restaurant, but it's also helping this distiller that probably pumped out a lot of booze before all this and now can't rely on bars being able to sell it as reliably. Exactly right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we asked our listeners for some of their favorites in terms of these this new outcropping of uh, of cocktails to go. We got some interesting selections here. Um, Jen writes, definitely Natasha's Gin Room. All my favorite gin cocktails for home. And that's um, there on South Grand. They've got some terrific gin choices. Jamie writes, the Scottish Arms is doing a wee beauty of a cocktail right now with the Jay Rieger & Co. Midwestern Dry Gin, Orgiat, Cucumber, Absinthe, and Lime. It's it, And the name of this cocktail is My Booze Doesn't Need a Buddy. Um, <laughs> Kim from Florissant writes that Hendel's, which is a mainstay in Florissant, that they also have had some great to-go drinks. Um, Heather, anything you'd want to add to that list that you've been able to try or that you're hearing great things about where people might want to check um, it out and see if it's on offer? Yeah, I was so excited. Um, I, I mean, I love Yellow Belly cocktails. I know Elmwood is offering a few mm. bottled cocktails that those are both bars that I adore, but I was thrilled to find out that Narwhals is selling frozen cocktails to go. That's like something that you'd always want on a beautiful sunny day and you cannot get normally. It's like the one upside that uh, I can think of is getting able, being able to get a frozen cocktail and bring it like to your own backyard sounds so fun to me. Yeah, that is absolutely the dream. Um, we did have someone on Twitter who highlighted that as well. Sketchy City loves Narwhal's Orange Dreamsicle. And boy, doesn't that sound good. I think we said earlier on the show it's going to be like 89 degrees this weekend. We need an Orange Dreamsicle. Mira, do you it have any uh, any favorite that we haven't yet uh, highlighted? Well, uh, margaritas in general, since um, Cinco de Mayo is coming up, I love a margarita. And one of our best new restaurants from 2019, Alta Calle, is doing um, hibiscus margaritas, their house margaritas, a red sangria, and a paloma. I feel like mm. all of those feel very festive and perfect for Cinco de Mayo. And if you want, like, kind of a, you know, a little bit creative of a riff on a, a margarita, Blood and Sand is doing um, a tequila, a ducket. Uh, Ducket Distillery, uh, what is it called? Uh, Nobleton Distillery Curacao Noir, which is their <laughs> orange liqueur that they're using. And that just sounds like a little, it's like a classic margarita recipe, but that ingredient being local is kind of an upgrade in terms of creativity and something a little unusual, which sounded fabulous to me. And that's in downtown. Yeah, Blood and Sand, that's one of those places you'd normally feel like you have to get dressed up to go there. And now here instead, you can just pick it up in your sweatpants and, and take that cocktail <laughs> with you. That's right. So a lot of good options here. But bottom line, I imagine restaurants aren't just doing this because they want to keep our spirits up, even though that may end up being the lucky byproduct. Um, this is probably an economic necessity for a lot of them to try to increase their margins by selling booze. Heather, do you have a sense of, of whether these people are struggling? 
Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, having especially these finer dining sort of like fancy cocktail program places, they rely so much on their bars to make money in general and to have uh, dining rooms be closed and then you're really limited on what you can offer carry out food wise. Having these alcohol sales available are is just going to be um, so much better for them if if people start making big orders. Uh, it's a it's a big money maker for restaurants. I, I hope- also think to add to that though the emergency waiver having that provision that requires a, a, a liquor sale has to be purchased with a meal mm-hmm. is actually prohibitive to a lot of bars from reopening again. I spoke to Ted Kilgore at Planter's House and he was he was explaining to me that that provision is really prohibitive to them, you know, because he was like, mm-hmm. we're we're primarily a cocktail bar and, you know, we have a food menu. Obviously, we do that. But, you know, if the majority of our revenue is coming from our liquor sales, it, it doesn't really financially make sense to employ more all these people that are doing doing, you know, OK on unemployment in the short term. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there there are these kind of like provisions like that that don't always uh, benefit everybody, um, unfortunately. That's an excellent point. Is there any talk about trying to get the state to relax that or change that if this goes on for, for a significant period of time going forward? Well, this emergency waiver is um, is valid until I think it's May 15th. And so um, if 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 restrictions are being lifted at that time, I mean, I, I hope that they will revisit that because it'll bring a lot of different businesses, you know, into the playing field a little bit and it'll make sense to them because, um, but given the, given the short-term, you know, availability of the waiver, you know, it could, it could change in the future. You never know. Might be a chance to revisit it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and hopefully it's extended even if the restaurants are able to reopen. So many people are going to be hesitant to go out. Um, I think it would still benefit restaurants and bars to be able to offer to go things like this. Mm -hmm. In our last minute here, since you two are food experts around town, I wanted to ask, what's the best take-home meal you've had so far? Just to give people an idea as we head into the weekend where they could get curbside food. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I did go I did go to Louis on Demand. Oh, well, and I say got no more. there. I, I I mean there it's interesting the culture of a restaurant that it, it transitions to takeout as well, especially in this time when the only interaction that you're going to have with them is a few seconds at takeout and you know, if you love a restaurant when they're normally open, your chances are you're going to really love it when you get a takeout as well, whatever whatever the place is. So there's a vote for Louie. Heather, um, any favorite you'd want to highlight right here? Uh, well, as well as Louie, which I also loved, um, Elmwood, I got uh, one of their dinners. Um, you can choose a couple options and it, like Mira said, uh, the same sort of experience that you have going to a place like that where they take care of their customers so well and the service is so good, it does translate a little bit um, even to carry out. Uh, we had an excellent dinner. It was so, so good. Well, those are some ideas for people looking for something to, to boost their spirits this weekend. Uh, Sauce, Mag- Sauce Magazine Managing Editor Heather Hughes-Huff, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. And Sauce Art Director Mira Nagarajan, thank you. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU.
Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.